gentlemen, how is everybody doing? Welcome to the latest and greatest episode of Eye to Eye, short for Inspired to Inspire, the podcast that is all about being open and honest and real, having conversations about life and faith, and you know that we are willing to boldly go, why am I using this voice? I don't, I don't care, whatever, willing to boldly go where most folks ain't trying to. My name's Jordan. <laughs> what are you doing? You're doing like <laughs> black people planet Earth. <laughs> Yo, chill out, man. No, wait, you talking about, no, nah, I'm thinking about the, the David Gettelberg. Yeah, no, nah, first of all, that's not your name. Second of all, now I'm trying to remember, what was that the most, well, the one of the most horrible movies that Will Smith ever did? Uh, the, the planet joint that had a son in it. And we got the after, bad. After Earth. Yeah, there you go. He had the, the really bad Southern accent. Listen, if you need to know about movies, you came to the right place. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, like, I think I intentionally forgot the title. After Earth. It was more like After Birth. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to any woman who listens to this who's been through labor. Um, that was not a shot at women going I know, through labor. But, you know, just in case, just in case, man, just in case. Yeah. That's cool. Well, welcome. Uh, we're glad to to finally be back up here. Um, we've I done know. some breaks. We've done some other things. But first of all, happy new year uh, to everyone. Happy 2020. Hoping and praying that this is going to be the best year that you've ever experienced in your entire life. Yeah, it's gotten out to a great start. Uh, you know, an entire continent is on fire. Come on now. Uh, the Pope got grabbed and then assaulted a woman. Uh, there was there was a a questionable airstrike uh, that might get us into World War Three. Can we not? Um, you know, yeah. I mean, it it's don't forget it's, about it's the, it's, it's look, like I told you, it's look, looking great. Listen, bro. Like I said, I was I was telling Devin earlier today. I was like I was listening to the Book of Mark and I got into the the section that I like to love and call. Uh, prophetic jesus because is what he was doing and he was talking about the whole wars and rumors of wars so i was like yeah it kind of sounds like what we have right now and there's like earthquakes and i'm thinking about puerto rico <laughs> sounds like uh, jesus was on twitter like, back yeah, then yeah, Just, no, no, yeah. <sighs> well the good news is there is good news um we are both too old for the draft and my sons are too young come on now so yeah and i don't think they do dogs if they did i'd put little bear in there in three seconds flat Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> that, that that is I, telling no, actually, no. You know what? The funny thing is, I need to digress and, and concede on that a little bit. He's he's been pretty good recently. Um, he's been really, really good. Mm. He hasn't tried to attack or eat anybody either. So that is good. My cats have been been very good. They're very very well behaved, except they're they're costing me more money than I than it's worth. Like one of them scratched one of them, and he got an abscess, I guess, and we had to take him to the vet because it was like it got infected. I don't know. And they're just playing around. They're having fun, but. What it's it's expensive. I mean, that's what happens with kids, though. I mean, you already know oh, that. Oh my gosh! Still, well, this is that's a whole nother level of expensive. Yeah, different kind of scratch. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, no. Little Bear knows that he needs to to be easy when it comes to stuff like that because yeah, we don't have that in our account. The poor Sam Rich, but that money is not there yet. Um, mm -hmm. And if something happens to that dude, I hate to say it, there's going to be a plot in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And you know, I love him. I miss him. Um, my wife will be devastated, but uh, but indoor plumbing is more important. True. And oh, can we not? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I also spent most of my day waiting for a plumber as I've spent the past two and a half days trying to resurrect uh, my kitchen sink, and unfortunately, that did not happen. I had to call on uh, plumber Jesus. Mm. Um, praise the Lord, he came out and did what he had to do. But one hundred forty dollars <laughs> later, plumber Jesus. That was not the trade Jesus was a part of. This is very, very true. He was a carpenter, but yes. And likewise, though, you know, um, actually, not so likewise. I, I hope that, unlike him, plumber Jesus doesn't have to come back. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yep. It, yeah. I mean, Jesus was pretty good with water. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was also really good with wine, and. Uh, Ooh, even better. On this keto diet of mine, I have to stay away from most of it. But I don't know. After yeah. a day like today. Hey, me too. Twenty-one hey. days of prayer. I decided that uh, you know, no, no beer, wine, whatever. Oh yeah, that's right. I know. <clears throat> so I sound like a crazy person, like you. Nah, that's just that's just you. Yeah, it has nothing to do with. Look, I give up one thing. You're like, I'm going to give up everything that grows in a field and only eat 
things that live in a field. Actually, that sounds brilliant. That's I know, but to not have like garlic bread with a piece of steak, like why can't you have both? Because it has carbs. The carbs are just dynamite. <sighs> anyway, so yeah, we um, uh, what we've decided to do, we're probably going to talk about a couple other things anyway, but we wanted to kind of highlight some really cool things that are going down. Uh, interestingly enough, almost all of them have to do with sports. Uh, and <clears throat> yeah, we are definitely a Christian podcast, uh, but even when we're doing cool highlighted stuff um it can it can deal with pop culture topics as well and doesn't yeah. have to be necessarily biblical and and the, and the best part about it is this also just shows that there are still some good in people um, yeah because with the, the shape of our world we wanted to keep it a little bit light yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's necessary sometimes so yeah. i mean we can we can pinpoint any one of these uh I guess we'll start with the with the oldest one first. And well, be on my uh, side. You well. did just bring something to mind. If we're if we're going to talk about very positive things, yeah. to kind of just kind of encourage everyone, uh, and we're going to keep it in the world of sports. Then can we can we thank God that the Patriots are dead this year? <laughs> can we do that? Can we start off right away that way? Uh, Heavenly Father, huh? we thank you right now, oh God, the, sweet baby Jesus. Oh man, thank you for sending Tannehill and that beast of a man, Derek, yeah. Derek Henry. Henry. This is wow. what I say about I, as much as I oh my god as much as I can't stand them in college, athletes that play football for the University of Alabama have proven to be some of my favoriteest people in the NFL. They're pretty good. They're Not pretty just because they football. play for the Falcons normally, but you yeah. Know, um, and and the crazy part about that was about three or four years ago, you couldn't say that about any Alabama running back, but <laughs> now out of nowhere, <laughs> Derrick Henry yo. is like. <clears throat> Is like little shepherd boy David in Goliath's body. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the kid's mass. What is he? Six three. Six, oh four, no, I think he's bigger. Forty. If you haven't seen it, you have to Google the image of him standing next to co-running back on that team. Uh, is it Dion Lewis? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it is. It is uproarious. The Hilarious, size difference, man. and and Dion Lewis is like, he's like. 5'10", 2'10", yeah. or something. Like, I mean, he's a normal-sized type a solid, running back. Yeah, running back. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, they, um, you know, people actually, they used to, they experimented with that back when I was in high school, too, because, you know, you didn't have a tall running back. Right. Um, and I remember we had this one cat that we used to play that was on the peninsula. I don't know if it was Warwick High School or whatever, but I remember cat was like 6'5". Yeah. And There's like, been a couple like that. Yeah, and it, he used to embarrass cats, though. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know. Like Brandon Jacobs and was it Tiki Barber? Um, that was like the 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 fire and oh no you had thunder and lightning <laughs> thunder and lightning there you go yeah. um, no that was Ron Dane yeah but they also did it with Jacobs <clears throat> and and Barbara I thought was that's right and Jacobs was like what two seventy oh he was he was a monster and he was also super fast because no Derrick Henry is fast, but yeah well he no fast. he has that one like it was only unfortunately he was only in the preseason but it was like some seventy yard run yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. ridiculous no, stuff is wild man yeah it but, is. Uh, yeah, nonetheless, yeah, we, we are very, very thankful for, for, for Ryan Tannehill, um, for uh, the entire Titan squad. It sucks that Marcus Mariota didn't pan out. That's one of my favorite people, but... He just know. turned out to not actually be very good at football. Well, no, the thing was, he was amazing at football in high school and college. And, you well, know, yeah. I don't know. I feel like he's another one, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm not trying to go there because this is one of those, uh, I would say he's one of Jesus' quarterbacks. Uh, but the same thing with Tebow. I feel like sometimes they just get a raw deal. Um, and I know this is not supposed to be a sports podcast, but I think that the living proof in that so far uh, has been the Baltimore Ravens who decided to not just have a quarterback fit their scheme, but to actually craft a scheme for their quarterback. That's true. Huh. But Lamar Jackson is yeah, kind yeah, of he, light years beyond, he's, he's <laughs> beyond what Yeah, but no, Marcus the only reason is. I say it is because they also got RG3 in that in that joint. And remember, RG3 yeah. was, I, I think RG3 would have been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL had the Redskins not just duped him and set him up for that L. Well, they just kept letting him run draws and get murdered. And he's, he's not near as yeah. big. Have you seen Lamar Jackson's neck? Yeah, no, no. It's incredible. Yeah, Lamar looks like he eats people. Uh-huh. Ah, anyway, all right, let's 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 stay on topic here. Okay, cool. So, because um, yeah, we just had to celebrate the Patriots. We did. Demise. Yeah, uh, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Anyway, um, so let me take you back to, uh, what was the date? I can't even remember anymore. Back into time. It was that long ago. Yeah, we've had so many things that we really wanted to, like, talk about. And 
the beautiful thing was we got all this new equipment. Um, God breathed. It was underwritten, so we didn't pay for it on top of that. Uh, Hallelujah. Yeah, glory to God on that. But trying to figure out how to work it. Yeah, that's that's been fun. It has been. It's been a learning curve. <clears throat> but, yeah. you know, it's working. It took a little time. And then after that, we decided to spend the holidays with our families, as you should all uh, do. Um, yep. Good stuff. But, yeah. So let me take it all the way back to November the 28th. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's how long it's been. Um, but yeah. Happy there, Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, there was um, an awesome story that came out um, about an individual who played basketball or plays basketball for the University of SF Austin uh, named Nathan Bain. And <clears throat> the reason why I wanted to hype this story up so much was because, number one, they beat Duke which is always the will of God mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the Brown house. Um, and it, the way that they beat him was just amazing. He, he uh, has a fast break, uh, buzzer beater layup, and I mean legitimately like point oh 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 six seconds. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, you know, so everybody's going off, they're celebrating and things of that nature. But, you know, there's always some backstory or after story, and the one in this one was wild. Uh, it turns out <clears throat> that Nathan Bain is from the Bahamas, and so he uh, was being interviewed by all these people afterwards. And it just so happened that he had already had a GoFundMe page that was up uh, and people got wind of that. Uh, and they were so inspired by just who he is as a, as a person, as a player and um, everything uh, that he had done for his people as, as best as possible that they mm. decided to go ahead and start donating. And lo and behold, um, I don't know what the, the final tally was, but I know that not even a week or two later, um, people had contributed up to, I think, $125,000. Jeez, what, what was the cause? It was just for... Oh, it was for the Bahamas. It Bahamas. was well, Specifically, his uh, his pops was a pastor. Okay. Um, and I think the church has like about 800 parishioners. And uh, yeah, I think that he had put the word out to kind of help to, to build things up to repair Okay. Um, in general, but I think also something having to do with uh, his people's, his, uh, his pop's church and, wow. and, and, and some of the other parts of the community that were connected to the church. And I think it was just awesome to see uh, that people would, would come around and, and uh, galvanize and, and, and share and, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. And <clears throat> I just, I, I love to see how sports sometimes goes beyond sports right, uh, right and for the right reason yeah. you know what i'm saying so I, I just i love the fact that 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 did happen i also love the fact again that they beat duke um in the fashion in which they beat duke <laughs> uh and that because they did something like that that this came from it because if you think about it if they didn't beat duke this this doesn't happen oh right right if yeah. they just beat some random team you yeah. know big deal yeah exactly but, yeah yeah so um all that to say you know i i, I don't want to 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 harp on it I, I do want to harp on <laughs> So you're basically saying Duke. that because people hate Duke so much, mm-hmm. they gave to a young man <laughs> to support his father's church in the Bahamas. That's a that's a unique level of hatred I that people that's, have. It's God's will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. So, yeah, no, it's crazy because uh, prior to the game, um, I think he had gotten like $2,000 in donations. Okay. And then after the game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. It is. It's amazing. That, that does kind of uh, perfectly segue into uh, the one that I was telling you about. Um, again, about how sports and donations can be interesting. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, so uh, I think it was uh, last week before the playoff games, uh, there was a Baltimore radio host who had said that the Buffalo Bills uh, you know, are basically, you know, don't deserve to be there. And, you know, they're, they're just a trash team and, and whatever. So he was being very critical of them. So what the Buffalo Bills or Bills Mafia did. Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. I feel like they probably legitimately killed some people. Well, and also like if you live in Buffalo, like what are the things you get to identify? Like you can't even go outside for six months of the year. Yeah. Although we're getting that. That window is shrinking. Chill out. So, um, but they basically, what they decided to do to get back at this guy who was critical of them is they went on his Twitter. They found that at the top of his Twitter page, he had pinned uh, the fact that his mother had lost her battle with Alzheimer's. And so Bill's Mafia decided to donate money to the Alzheimer's Association in his name. Wow. That's how they tried to get back at him. Like they took this 
you know, negative criticism and just spun it for good and <laughs> basically made this guy look like a bigger jerk. Oh, wow. <laughs> the, like, it's just, it's remarkable. And this isn't the first time they've done that, right? They, yeah, right. they donated to uh, Andy Dalton a couple years back when Dalton was able to uh, help them get into the playoffs. They, yeah. they went in uh, and they... Uh, gave a bunch of money to Dalton's uh, foundation. Yeah, foundation. I think uh, it was that like supports, over eight hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, like that. Some, know, I remember that story. Ridiculous amount. It was it was hilarious because they were so overjoyed at the fact that it was their first trip to the playoffs in like I don't know how many years. Um, yeah, well over a decade, and yeah. they just wanted to celebrate. That. It was like, yo, Dalton, thank you. We know your team sucks and you're not going to go anywhere, but uh -huh. uh, we're going to look at. Yeah, but you. thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like uh, in the first twenty four hours they had given. Uh, $57,000. Amazing. Just to thank Andy Dalton for uh, helping them get into the playoffs by by beating whoever they played. Yeah. <laughs> like we should totally, like I never look at criticism that way. I'm always jump on the, the, the defense and then the offense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, okay, let me try to block whatever you're saying and then let me attack your credibility. Yeah. And that's human nature. I think I should start donating to people instead. Yeah. I should do it that way. And that way. And just yeah. heaping coals on, yeah. their, on their heads. Yeah. Kill them with kindness. Yes. Like if somebody, uh, you know, attacks the Lakers, I should buy like a Laker jacket and donate it to like the cold homeless shelter up in Boston. <laughs> like, would, that'd be great. Right. Oh, I should do it that way. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to use that as a segue point to transition <laughs> okay. talking about the whole homeless piece. Um, and as I do that, I'm, I'm also realizing that I can't find that article, but I know what it's all about anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't even need it. Let's just talk about Joe Burrow. Uh, the man he's, who he's good at football. Yo, he's, I, I hate to see how good he is. Um, just because they, they beat the crap out of my, um, asterisk heavily injured uh, uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, uh, in that championship game, you know, well played. The boy went off. Got to give him his props because he would probably would have done that anyway. Well, and Georgia probably beats Oklahoma too, but that's Very another. Much. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I was, I almost wanted to see Jalen Hurts versus Alabama. I think that would have been interesting, mm -hmm. but Alabama was nowhere near it because they were number 12. Yeah. Um, Although yeah. they probably would have been a betting favorite against all but maybe two teams in the nation. Yeah. So. Yeah. But that's neither here nor Can't there. Can't be mad. Yeah. You know, the top three teams were legitimately the top three teams. Can't be mad at it. That's true. Um, but yeah. So Joe Burrow uh, won the Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. um, basically saying that he's the, the baddest player in the land for college football for this year. And um, he gets up, he gives a speech. And in the middle of giving his speech, he goes off the cuff gives a 31-second speech in reference to uh, where he came from, where he grew up, um, a certain part of Ohio uh, that is very, very impoverished. It is actually uh, twice uh, the average poverty um, than the nation. Mm. Uh, and, you know, it, I'm sure he was just doing it to talk about where he came from, what he's looking to do, um, and uh, also using it as a, sports, a source of inspiration. You know, we, we're, yeah. we're out of eye in here, scanning. Um, and <clears throat> before it's all said and done, uh, the food pantry and I'm, I think a couple other organizations in that community that he's from receive $500,000 oh, in donations, all because the man decided to open up his mouth and talk about where he was from, um, which I think is incredible and, and obviously amazing. And, uh, it's just it's so cool because you know it's all connected to his high school um his high school obviously loves him as a matter of fact I'm, I'm, i think they said that they're gonna rename the stadium um after him in in his honor um and not just because he was a bad football player i think also because of some of the stuff that just happened because of this and the the thing that i think that speaks to it the most is just the fact that um if you take a look at a lot of athletes that have that kind of carry and that kind of status, with the exception of okay, I I gotta say it, Tua and his people, and even again Marcus Mariota because um, they are very much believers in nature, very mm -hmm. very spiritual, and also very generous, very honoring, uh, awesome people of, of integrity. You right. know, some of the people who won the Heisman Trophy, yeah, we we can't say that about. <clears throat> it's a bit of a face facts moment, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so you know, it, it, I think it speaks to the speak, speaks speak boy. 
uh, speaks to the nature and the heart of Joe Burrow and who he actually was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's not like, um, you know, they they came from from certain conditions, but you know, Daddy Daddy played high school ball. He played uh, in in the NFL, and then he became a coach. So I'm pretty sure they were they were pretty taken care of. Yeah. Um, but even in that, that didn't give him that silver spoon. Uh, lifestyle and the, and the and the mentality mentality attached to it. I think right. that's awesome uh, because <clears throat> it does show that people in their hearts. You know, he didn't have to talk about that. No. Yeah, he could have just talked about how he was living and and how he got it, and you know, maybe giving a couple of thanks to a few people. But at the end of the day, um, I think that you know the the way that he's handled a lot of different things. You know, the whole thing with him being at uh, Ohio State <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, transferring, but and so did it in like one of the most honorable ways. Uh, you know, not as good as Jalen Hurts, but you know that that, that is what <laughs> it is. Uh, but in the process, though, knowing that he still didn't count himself out, you know, what I'm saying in his own valuation of himself, he knew what he was capable of, and now we yeah. all, we've all seen it. Um, but in that, even you know, he was still you know he he honored Ohio State after the fact if if they were going to play against them. I'm pretty sure the crowd would have cheered for him. I'm willing to bet, you know, just just a bunch of stuff like that. It, it it's very telling yeah. of, of the person that he is, and and now also on top of that, because of that, um, and because of his influence and his impact, um, we were able to witness this. Bam, five hundred grand. Yeah. To 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 his place to make sure that people are taken care of. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm very pro using your platform when you get there. You know, a lot of people dog it. Um, you know, Gervais went off on people <laughs> on Sunday for using their platform for things um, that, you know, and granted he had plenty of points on hypocrisy. But the fact is when you work your life to become something and to put yourself in a position to be in front of people, and if there's a cause that is near and dear to you and important to you and it can change lives, there's nothing wrong with taking a moment, taking a time out to talk about it. Right, right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and so uh, it's pretty neat that he did that, especially in in a moment where the Heisman Trophy is about as me-focused as it can be. It is an individual award. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, I think the only so. other thing that's more than that is uh, when NFL players get into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you've seen right. any Hall of Fame speeches. Oh, I've seen a couple. Oh so Hall of Fame speeches in general, you know. Yeah. Oh no, jo- Jordan oh, managed stop, to keep stop. it pretty I petty. It I, I love it. it. Was coming, man. I love it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Can I tell you? I, this is this is not a Lord forgive me moment, but it pretty much is the amount of respect that I legitimately lost for MJ after that. Like, if you ask me, it was funny because um, I don't know if we're gonna do it this episode or or the next episode, but we were talking to Goody Goodlow, an amazing and awesome man of God. Yes. Um. And uh, we were talking about the whole Martin Luther King piece, and mm-hmm. uh, I think you made mention to, or maybe he made mention to, you know, he got <laughs> Jesus didn't come uh, to save uh, goats, and I was about to chime yeah. in and get a chance to. I was yes. just like, well, there there was one goat. Yes, uh, but right now that goes. Well, he also said he didn't come to save birds, and I was like, Larry Bird. Yeah. So true. we both were. Yeah, there you go. We yeah. were both in the same mindset, mind. like, except bro. we both have way too much respect for Goody to yeah, interrupt exactly. his <laughs> his incredible wisdom with stupid jokes. Yeah. I mean, I I, I almost thought about it. I did yeah. too. Yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah, I avoided it. We. I'm proud of both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> High fives, man, across yes. the table. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know you lost a lot of respect for Jordan. Uh, it's. Still, uh, I will buy his shoes. Um, oh, don't care. So. Yeah. Uh, I will watch his highlights. And the one thing I will say is it makes me very nervous about what Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant's speech might be in uh, another year or two here when he's yeah, eligible. I don't so. know. I think his is a little bit, I, I think his will be a little bit different. It'll be um, more polished, I think, because Kobe's, Kobe's pretty self-aware. I mean, Jordan was too, but in that moment, I mean, Jordan was fairly was self-aware. self-aware, but no. You, well, come on. In the middle of your speech, Republicans you, buy shoes too. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> that, that, that's part of it. But then, my my whole thing with the, I think the the part that got me the most in his speech was when he looked at like both his boys and was like, "Yeah, I'd be, I'd be feeling real, real bad if I was in y'all's <laughs> shoes right now. I don't know, brother. You know, because uh, I'm me, and uh, yeah, uh, I sound like Sherman yeah. Plump right now." Uh, whatever. I heard interesting. Uh, I don't know. Were, were we talking about that? It might have been somebody else. I forget. But it's interesting. The difference between his two boys were basically. I had heard that the more talented of the two uh, just really couldn't handle being at North Carolina and kind of being in dad's shadow and mm-hmm. and just wasn't able to 
kind of get to the next level. And the the less talented of the two um, had the the mindset to do it, but just didn't have the physical gifts. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's. No, I remember I remember watching him. He played yeah. uh, for the University of Illinois mm-hmm. at the time, and it was funny because. Uh, the reason why he got so much exposure actually had nothing to do with that, and everything to do with the fact that he wanted to wear his dad's shoes, and and the team was 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 uh, endorsed by Adidas. <laughs> so it would be harder to ball out in Yeezys, though. To be fair, well, there were no Yeezys. Back I know then, they don't quite have the ankle support, but there yeah. are now. Yeah. Oh, don't you even like them when they came out? You know, I, we're not having this conversation. No, okay. no, I refuse. I refuse. Oh, so, no. yeah, let's. You, let's, you got speaking shoes of which, for though, Christmas. We, that's different. We will, yeah, we will stay on. <laughs> Nobody on this podcast is going to hear about that. There might be one or two people that'll get it, though. Yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And for them, God bless you. I love you. Next <laughs> Christmas is going to be really, really bad. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about the the last one that we have up until this particular point in time, and this actually came down the pipe legitimately 45 minutes ago. So, um, SB Nation, one of my favorite and most petty um, organizations that delivers news, actually had some good stuff. Um, <laughs> news and yeah, no, right. Um, Trey Young, uh, who I love watch playing because he is absolutely ridiculous, even though my team sucks. Yeah. Shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, it's something to average, what, 40 a night and win seven games. That's great. You know? It's like, well, I mean, that's what that's what they used to say about Shaq. You know? Don't do not do that to Shaq. I'm, I'm doing it to Shaq. Shaq still made playoffs. Though. Yeah, he did. And he, yeah, won, come on. and he won championships. But there was a point in time where... It was called Shaq syndrome. My daddy always talked about it. You give Shaq the ball, he gets you 80 points, they lose 85 to 80. So, Well, because he couldn't hit his free throws at the end. I mean, there's also hack of Shaq. There's a lot of things that the league does now because of Shaq. Well, he also in his first handful of years, he had to play Jordan and Olajuwon. Like, so. That's true. You know, Olajuwon gave him the business, bro. Well. I still love watching that. It's so hilarious. The dream. (laughs) I keep Mm. that dream. I love that, man. (laughs) Trey Young. Again, um, no, it's cool. The story just came through. Uh, apparently, he's canceled $1 million worth of medical debt for Atlanta residency in partnership, or Atlanta residents in partnership with an organization called RIP Medical Debt, which is a nonprofit that I believe is pretty much designed to eradicate medical debt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, when you say canceled, you mean he paid it off for people? Yeah. Because when I first read the headline, I was like, would he cancel the donation? But now I got it. I yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's right here. So Atlanta Hawks guard Trey Young made a donation Wednesday when it was announced he paid off $1 million in medical debt belonging to the most vulnerable residents in that's Atlanta. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's, I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's so dope. Like, I don't, we don't have all the details. That's, that's pretty much all you need to know right there. You decide no, it, it's, it. it's incredible. It's also horribly sad that we have to rely on athletes giving money in order to help people make ends meet for their medical bills. But yeah. that's a whole nother soapbox that I will avoid for your sake, sir. Yeah, we, we won't have that conversation today. We remember, we're trying to focus on good that's things. That's right. Positivity. Good, positive things yes. right now. Yeah, but uh, Young's money went directly toward paying off the debt of people who are two times or below the federal poverty line or those who owed amounts in excess of 5% of their gross annual income. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, it was calculated as I continue to read it. Um, in total, uh, the the donation, $10,000 donation, uh, canceled out an average debt of, oh, okay. Uh, so this is like per, yeah. uh, out of 570 people, uh, the $10,000 donation canceled out an average uh, debt of about 1858 while raising awareness of how donations can go far uh, further than the initial figure when it goes towards outstanding debt. Recipients of the gift learned the information through an envelope, which was delivered to the inter- individuals on January 3rd. Um, and the donation by Young will legitimately, uh, will legitimately life-changing for the people affected. Wow. Yeah. So somebody yeah. also did not no, edit this. Uh, but no, it's but okay. it's still <laughs> incredible. I mean, to think about... You know, donating to something like that. Like, it, I mean, it's great to donate to, you know, the SPCA and to, you mm-hmm. know, cancer research and stuff. I mean, that that affects, you know, so many people too. But these stories are kind of neat because you just don't seem to hear them quite as much. Mm-hmm. And when you can, you know, really do something that's going to immediately impact somebody's life in a way. I mean, it, most of the people who listen to this have probably dealt with debt at some point. True. And 
the amount Some of, of the people on the amount of stress. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's a it's an interesting thing that can be because it is it is a stressful thing. In a lot of cases, it is an embarrassing thing mm-hmm. um, that people can deal with. Um, in my line of work, I I see that, and uh, you know, and, and biblically, we're supposed to avoid it. Um, yeah. You know, not the borrower, and. Uh, so to to be able to just kind of abolish something like that and truly just you know with kind of a a Thanos snap, you know, really help people's lives immediately. <laughs> it's it's uh, pretty cool. I, so. You know, maybe you know we need to. There really needs to be a Thanos glove. Uh-oh. A gauntlet. There is. No, I'm just saying though. Like, oh, for real. Maybe, maybe we can do that with that. There's <laughs> cheap ones at Target, or there's really expensive ones you can get on like Amazon. I need the really expensive ones from Amazon. We are um, talking about debt. Mr. So Brown, we do the, not need to spend extra money on an expensive. But if I could do that, I wouldn't mind that little <laughs> bit of debt if I could get rid of my student loan debt. <laughs> Listen, I know that there are people starving who need Laker jackets in Boston, but if we could spend $300 on a on an <clears throat> infinity gauntlet. <laughs> so what I wanted to do then um, was try and turn this into a semi-conversation. Um, and I'm actually just springing this on Devin now because it's funny. Ooh, I like that. Um, yeah, but no, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to see, um, especially on social media, uh, there actually was a news source in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, that shed some light on the fact that uh, Pastor Mike Todd and his church uh-huh. um, actually gave away it was part of a, a series that they were doing called crazy faith but yep. they ended up giving away shout out to transformation podcast oh yeah yep. that's right love them hey apparently we are very similar to them on apple that's what it says down at the bottom yes yeah Perhaps it's probably because we like sneakers True. and jesus yeah 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 you know and some people say preachers and sneakers we just say how beautiful the feet of yes those who you get the point anyway um yeah, Transformation Church, uh, they were able to come together collectively um, and pool and distribute $1.2 million. Wow. Um, and that they gave to the community, that they gave to other churches, that they gave to, um, you know, just a, a variety of organizations in their area. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because it it did come with a touch of backlash because some people feel like, um, especially in the Bible, what is it? Um, Matthew chapter six talks about how you're not supposed to let your left know what your right is doing, and also how you're not supposed to publicize certain things. Right. Um, but I also feel like when it comes down to it, one, this is not something that they did to draw attention to anybody. Right. Um, people got wind of it, yep. you know. Uh, and if anything, yeah, they they had their own media uh, that they used to to televan- uh, to televise, not televangelize. He he most certainly doesn't do that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, but you know to, to televise um, yeah. and so I don't think that it was something where they were trying to give themselves exposure I don't think they need exposure that's kind of obvious right. that they have exposure is the yeah. one thing that, that yeah. they have they don't need that plenty of yeah exactly yeah. so um, I just thought it was was awesome um, and uh, I don't know I, I think I bring it up because I'm, I'm curious uh, as to to how and why um, they were able to do it uh, I think the series called Crazy Faith is is, is awesome, but I, I feel like do we need a series? Hmm. Should we have a series, um, or is it just that we are having to to counter uh, the mindset of of our modern culture, or you know what the heck is going on? I don't know. Um, I just think that ultimately this is something that we, um, even though it was awesome to see. I hate to say that because I, I posted the story uh-huh. um, on my Insta feed and I got so many, you know, like I said, it got some feedback um, that was great, some that was kind of questionable. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is, it, even in its awesomeness, uh, sh- uh, should a mindset like that, I feel like it was the exception and yeah. not the rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I look at my Bible, I know that that's actually supposed to be the rule. You can go to Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4. And it determines that. So you know, I just um, I just want to get a, a touch of your thought on that as 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 we look at that and uh, how yeah. you feel about that since you've been surprised. <laughs> with that. Uh, well, it, it's not uh, that surprising of a topic because it's something that I mean I think about often, and uh, me and my wife talk about it often in our decisions 
behind what we're going to give to, you know, how we're going to try to impact not only our church, but our community and, and people in need. And I think all of it boils down to the spirit behind it. You know, too often uh, we as humans are trying to make judgment calls on why people are doing things. And we are trying to determine uh, the intentions and the spirit behind it. And we're told not to do that. Biblically, we are not to do that, right? And yet we do it anyway. And so a lot of times what happens is we tend to paint people based on the experiences that we have or maybe how we would behave Mm -hmm. in that same situation. So um, people, and I I tend to find this because I grew up in small churches and now I go to a big church. A lot of people in small churches don't necessarily look at big churches as a positive thing because they think that it's all about money and all about, you know, uh, prestige or uh, that, you know, the, the marketing or whatever it may be. But in reality, if done correctly, a big church can have a big impact. That's not to say small churches can't, but uh, I have found uh, the excitement in being a part of just a larger body. Uh, you feel like you can kind of get a momentum, especially when you're not worried about just the day-to-day finances of the church. And you can actually kind of go beyond that and really do what the church is called to do, which is impact the community, not just impact the the body of believers that show up on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so hearing, you know, something like this is, is really neat from Mike Todd and having listened to his podcast on pretty much a weekly basis and listening to uh, the podcast he just did where he's talking about the kind of the 2020 vision and the things he thinks about with his church uh, at the beginning of each year and kind of the word of the year, he talks about the amount of money that they've kind of had for their budget year over year over year. And at first I'm kind of thinking, I mean, do you really need to give people the numbers? Cause it, it, there's this kind of a weird, let's talk about the, let's talk about the dollar amounts in church, mm-hmm. but it does show. And based on the spirit and in intention, with which he's doing, it does show, Hey, to your congregation, to the people who are doing this. Hey, look at, look at what we've achieved together. Right. And through that, look at what we've been able to do for our community and for the people that we've been called to help. Mm-hmm. So it is in a way important to be done. And I also think it's important to have a church be open and honest about their finances. Ah, uh, come on now. Yeah. Because there's, I've been a part of churches that are not, and there's been times where you find out on the back end that, you know, there was some shady stuff going on. Yeah. Well, if you, if you open up the books, uh, shady stuff can't really go on, right? Because you can't hide in the light. Nah, you really can't. Um, so you can't have it both ways. You can't have, you know, don't talk about the money, um, yet tell us all about the money so we know that you're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's, um, it's, it's funny you say that too because I know that uh, I, for one, um, having been a part of multiple church backgrounds or multiple church cultures, I'll say it that way, yeah. um, have seen how that works in just about every avenue. Uh, and I got to say, to be perfectly honest with you, I think this is um, almost not the perfect example uh, because if you look at the perfect example, that is the understanding of the birth of the church, Acts and Acts two forty four, and they talk about how they have everything in common. They share, they give, right, um, right. They basically live as a community in a sense, where yeah. they're all just kind of pooling their assets together in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, and um, it's funny because there was a conversation on Facebook. We don't need to really go there on that, but um, to what you're saying, the understanding of the value of the sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and and not only that, but in larger churches, or some people say mega churches, and they feel like, um folks feel like they, they, they've, they've been taken advantage of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can almost see their point to, 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 to an extent. And at the same time, though. Um, well, and to be fair, in some cases, or a lot of cases, they actually have been, been taken, taken advantage, advantage of. of. Yeah. yeah. But I think, um, I think one of the reasons why that, that is so, uh, or that I you know, kind of feel that way is because, uh, you know, we're like you just said, we're, we're in a much larger church than the average. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I can say about ours is we don't have the, 
the quote unquote building fund mentality. And by that, I mean, which pretty much what you were talking about. I know I've been a part of churches that had a quote unquote building fund, which right. was outside of the tithe and outside of the offering. Um, but there was never a building that was popping up anywhere. And so we're like, well, we're giving this money. Where is that going? Right. You know, uh, but at the same time, though, uh, you know, I think that uh, our, our culture, it, it's, it's a big asking culture. And that's just, I think that's the capital C church. But the reason why it's an asking culture is because we've kind of forgotten what it's supposed to be like right. uh, to, to walk in that Acts 244 uh, type of mindset, um, comprehensively, corporately, and individually as well as being able to, to figure out what we need to do to do our part. Um, and I say that because, you know, I feel like some folks think that it's kind of misguided. I think that they feel like if, if I'm giving this, that there's supposed to be a certain expectation. And I think that expectation though is not the actual understanding of what it's supposed to be. I think that they think that it's supposed to go to this and it has to be about this and it can be about this. It can be about anything to be right. perfectly honest with you. And, um, I know I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but I, I, I want to leave that alone because I'm sure somebody's going to get ticked off about it and I don't really need to go in on that. <laughs> um, I will say though that I do feel like the church is moving in a direction with, with things like this that Mike Todd is doing. Right. Uh, that uh, kind of meet the same expectation of, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Shane Claiborne. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane Claiborne, uh, wrote a book that I could not put down when I was younger and I didn't read that much when I was younger so that tells you something <laughs> uh, but it was The Irresistible Revolution Life is an, or, an Ordinary Radical where he pretty much uh, conducted the experiment of doing the Acts 244 deal okay. in the city of Philadelphia um, and believe it or not I, I don't know I think they're still doing it to an extent and okay. it worked yeah. It worked very, very well. People had medical expenses. Those expenses were covered. You know yeah. what I'm saying? People needed this. This yeah. was covered. The church needed this. This was covered. And I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, that's exactly how uh, this needs to be. But it doesn't have to be that way. I feel like what Mike Todd did um, kind of transposed it and brought it into to the modern context, brought it into the modern culture. Right. Um, and again, I don't think that they did it for you know, the, the intention of, of showing off what they're doing, quote unquote. Right. You know? No, I, I think, you know, it's, it's the same thing that we were just talking about with the athletes. So if Joe Burrow raises, you know, half a million dollars for what he did, or uh, the young man with uh, the Stephen F. Austin basketball team is able to raise money for, you know, why are those positive things? But when a church comes out and says, uh, we were able to give X, number of dollars into the community for you know these various needs why is that such a a poor reflection why is that why do people look at that so poorly um and i think a lot of times it's in how the message is put out there and like i talked about the the spirit behind it you know because i was following along with a lot of the the facebook stuff that you were reading as well and the two things that kind of stood out to me were um people claiming to have been taken advantage of and thinking that uh, they would have a higher standing or uh, more access or whatnot based on what they gave. Yeah. So my, my two thoughts there are, again, I, I don't want to dismiss anybody's experience because your experience is your experience. Um, however, you can still kind of allude to the fact that if if a small minority of people are having that experience and that experience might not actually be based on, you know, valid truths. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing is if you are going to a church and giving money in order to have greater access to humans, that's kind of on you because the giving should be about what, what's going on with, with what God is, is yeah. asking and telling you to do. You might be there for the wrong reason. Yeah, that's that's the thing. So there has to be some responsibility on the giver as well in those mm-hmm. situations. And I, you know, I'll just say that the neat thing for, for me and, and Jamie uh, is to have a church that has the ability to you know, communicate and, and bless families who go through tragedies. Like when we had the shootings in Virginia Beach um, this past year, our church was able to, you know, donate some money to these families to, to help them. It, you know, it wasn't a life-changing amount, but it said that, you know what, we, we care and, and we want to be there for people in our community. Yeah. And I would not be able to do that 
on my own. Right. I mean, I could, but what am I, I'm going to give, you know, $25 to each family. It's, it's going to be kind of, it's no, not going to be impactful. You had that 120,000. <laughs> but if I can give to a, a greater vision and kind of pull those things together with other like-minded people in my community and in my church in order to do those things, not only for things locally, but for things worldwide. And some of the things we're doing with, you know, orphanages and, and Watoto and different things like that. Why wouldn't I want to be able to do that? Basically yeah. leverage the things I'm giving exactly. into a larger vision. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that's pretty much what I think I'm glad that I baited you into that. Cause I, you know, sometimes can't always say what I want to say, but you could say it for me. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I feel like that's that's definitely the truth in this because you know there there is sometimes no veracity and there there is no um, there's no really like vitality in in the statements that some of these folks make. Right. Um, and I mean, I, I'll still love them, but you know, we can all agree to disagree, and I disagree. Yeah. Um, and I like the way that you said it, and that's kind of where I wanted to park on it because you know what I'm saying like if. If one of these uh, athletes or one of these celebrities uh, is willing to, you know, put their money where their mouth is, right? Then, who do you think should be the example of that? Prior to that, right? It should be the church. Well, Thor, you know, Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. just gave a million dollars to the wildfires in Australia. Nice. Okay, uh, pe- people are like that. That's amazing, yeah. you know. And and there's a meme that goes around with Thor saying that's what heroes do, right? Like when someone does something good, it's nice. that's what yeah. heroes do. Well, in this case, a guy who plays a hero in in on film is playing one out in real life by yeah. donating that kind of money. Our pastors are from Australia. If right. we're going to donate money to Australia, why does it make it? any less impactful or any less inspiring if it's a church versus an actor. Like I don't understand why people have such a hard time with kind of, you know, applauding one and applauding the other. Like both are, are genuinely good acts. Exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of always been my thing too, because I don't, I don't know, but we haven't done the research, but I'm pretty sure that Hillsong probably pops up now for it as well. Right. There's no way that they couldn't, Um, you know, and I think that's really what it comes down to is the understanding that, you know, I, I think um, the bottom line in this disposition is that uh, the mentality appears to be and apparently will always be in some folks' minds a separation of church and state, um, even though yeah. it's a separation of church and athlete in this in, in, in this case. Right. But still, that, that I, I can get in enough trouble to say this, but, you know, I'm sorry. Um, Jesus was was very much into politics. Yeah. Uh, he was not into partisanship, right. but he was very much into politics. I mean, he, Correct. you know, Kanye said it best, Jesus is king. And back in the day, you didn't have presidents, you had kings. Um, so, you know, we can we can exegete that all we want to one day. But the bottom line is, right. um, the, the infrastructure of influence, especially in stories like that, or if you look at the fact that David was was the lead king or you want to talk about daniel daniel was in government right um you know or you know those important people they played their part and they had influence and because of their influence I mean, all, things all the important people were I mean, right moses yeah. joshua they were all in in forms yeah. of government of some kind people i mean they were all in leadership and yeah yeah you know but i, I think that's the, the bottom i think we need to take a step back and 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 think differently yeah. uh when it comes to our understanding of who's supposed to be doing what, because to be perfectly honest with you, if you've got a problem with the church doing the job that the church did way back right. in the day when it was first being birthed, right. then you're missing the entire point of the purpose of the church. And you know, it's funny thing is, is I remember a pastor Steve even told a story one time um, about a friend of a church member of ours who hated big churches because big churches meant big money and right. this is that and, that and that and the other. Uh, and then, uh, turn around and that person's mom's wife, son, somebody, a family member of theirs um, was stricken with cancer and was in the hospital and had this treatment or something and, and they didn't have the money to take care of the bill. I'm sure it was covered under insurance partially, but the rest of the money was not theirs. And I just remember I, I ver- verbatim um, cut a check, mm-hmm. our church did, mm-hmm. for $5,000. Uh, to to give to this to this man and his family, and it was funny because the church member was the one who was able to deliver the check, and when he did it, he said, "Big church, <laughs> big money," yeah. and it got him thinking differently. Yeah. You know, at the end of the yeah. day, it doesn't mean that you have to be a big church. Now, 
I don't think that you know my, my well my daddy's churches are usually pretty fair size yeah uh, but when it comes down to it if they need something more often than not they may have one person or two and right so yeah I'm sorry God needs millionaires as well let's have that conversation yeah uh, but it doesn't just have to be them again everybody can band together everybody can do their part well it's, um, it's not just about money or size it's about priorities right you know and yeah. you know you talked about you know, Jesus was involved in politics. You know, people like to think that he wasn't. People like to think he didn't talk about race. But the bottom line is when you look at the context of the New Testament and of the Gospels, all of that stuff is there as long as you understand what was going on during that time in Israel. Like if you understand what was going on, politics, race, all those things, play economics, it, they all played a role. And, you know, truth should not be... Um, a part of politics, right? Like truth is not political. Truth is truth. Truth is truth, yeah. Um, and if if truth is not political, then certainly partisanship uh, should not be, you know? And <laughs> the I think, you know, when people say separation of church and state, there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, you know what? That, that probably needs to happen because it becomes, if you have politics that are becoming more and more divulging into side picking and partisanship and the church is getting involved in politics in, in that sense, as opposed to from truth, that's where now your church starts to lose focus and, and lose sight of yeah. truth and what that means. Now people are, oh, you're opening up a can of worms. Uh, remember, this is still supposed to be the good episode, the fun, nice episode. I know, but, um, but you brought it up, not I me. Know, I did. Well, I mean, I brought up a part of the conversation. It didn't have to go there. I mean, you think <laughs> I, you only said it because I was going to go yeah, there. I'm just messing. I'm I know. Messing, I know. Um, see, I, I can always blame him for it now yeah, I was the every catalyst. time it's like here ta yeah. taste the bottom of your own foot Devin. yeah basically it's it's fun uh no i mean well you know i i'd encourage folks out there if you guys are our podcasters the way that you are and thank you again for supporting us um there are a few podcasts and i may even make mention of it uh this one particular the um called the holy post and they're they're awesome people oh yes um i'm yeah, not you turned really me on to that and, yeah wow I'm not disciples of theirs uh, because they, they do some crazy stuff. Um, but I do love the fact that uh, they stick to the facts in truth. And they gave me, um, I knew a little bit about it anyway already, but they gave me one of the history lessons that I needed to hear about the evangelical church with uh, the state of the understanding of what's happening right now with yeah. uh, the connection to the quote unquote religious right and how uh, if you're an evangelical, or in this case, if we're gonna say it right, if you're a white evangelical, uh, then you have to be a Republican, and that's not always been the case. Um, well, thank so, God. Yeah, I would just chill out, man. Oh, um, but you know, I would encourage anybody if you guys get a chance, um, listen. I don't remember exactly what the date is, but it actually has to do with um, an article, and I'm sure we'll probably end up talking about this in the future <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it was um, right right at the end of the year, and it yeah. was basically a, in response to the Christianity Today article yeah. um, about the impeachment. Yeah, about the impeachment process. Yeah. So if you look at that, if you just see something in the Holy Post about CT and Trump, go ahead and listen to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because I really we could unpack that and boy, did we never leave this this room? We wouldn't. But you know what? They they unpack it for us. Yeah, exactly. So and it's I, honestly, it's a really good uh, some. I've, I've had some friends who who listen to it and they they think that it's it's rather biased. I think. I think it's intense on one side of the spectrum, but it's still really, really objective. Well, it it's, it's very it. powerful in the context and the history that they put out. Um, because without that, it, it, your message can really get lost in, again, picking sides. Right. But, but when you're laying out the foundation of kind of belief within the church and what it means to be an evangelical or a fundamentalist, which is the two things that I kind of learned we about. We're going to talk about it. I know. I'm just saying that it, it was very, it was eye opening to me as somebody who's grown up in the church. I didn't know that there was oh, yeah, yeah, these yeah, two yeah. separate things. No, I've, I've and, known. I just, I didn't yeah. know the, the, the primary connection. Yeah. Um, to me, and, it's uh, really amazing to, yeah. to listen to it's It's listen, if, if you're a, a church goer, you, you should know more about your own history anyway. Very so true. even if true. you're, Regardless of what you think from a political standpoint, it's it's a fascinating listen just on the history of of the church. Mm -hmm. So, hundred percent, yeah, hundred hundred. Well, um, you know, to to that extent, I think we probably need to go and let sleeping dogs lie on this. Uh, but um, I will say in closing, though, that 
uh, this A has been fun. I'm glad to get back at it with my boy. I know. Um, and B, 2020 is going to be a good one, man. We have yes. um, a lot of things. We got interviews that have already been lined up. Uh, we got mm-hmm. partnerships that are being lined up. Uh, so we can continue to give this to you without asking nobody for money. We got other <laughs> sponsorships and stuff. However, big up. podcast means big, big influence or something. Oh, well, no, wait, say, yeah, big, hold on. Big podcast, big, or, yeah. you know, not, you know, the funny thing about that is I think really big podcasts sometimes still don't make big. No, you know, probably not. Properly. Probably not. I just remember Patrick Ewing saying, you know, we make a lot, but we spend a lot too. So yeah, well, I'm trying not to spend a lot. No, well, we don't make a lot. So. I know. Exactly. Well, it's still, <laughs> so we don't I get to spend a lot, a lot. You know, still. Yeah. Um, oh, good God. My sink. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how everything just comes back to that for me right now, but it does. Uh, nonetheless, like I said, 2020 is going to be a great year. We're excited. Um, we will. Uh, I think this is actually just going to be an episode in itself. So I think uh, we'll so. Have this. Yeah, because so. uh, my dumb tail um, keeps forgetting that Martin Luther King Day is not next week. I feel like it just should be almost every day, but that's that's me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we actually have an awesome interview, like I said, lined up uh, with do. a great man, Goody Goodlow. Uh, so please keep an ear out for that one. Um, we needed some time to catch up anyway. Yeah, we did. We, did. we haven't been a, across the table with mics in our face for a while. We've been across the table from each other plenty yeah. over the last several weeks, but yeah, not, not in this setting. Sitting so. in chairs or um, being told that our jean jackets are fat. Yes. <laughs> And there is no R jean jacket. I don't even own a jean jacket. So even though, you know, maybe I should. <laughs> maybe I should. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we, yeah. we need to kill this. Oh, yes. man, bro. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, looking forward to 2020. And, again, we're praying that you guys have the best, uh, the best one yet. But um, I'm going to uh, close this down. Thank you guys very much. Continue to be a support. Please like and share. Um, please leave generous comments on whatever platform that you use. Please yes. leave those five stars. Just please leave all that good stuff. Yeah, feel um, free to interact with us. We've got uh, you know Facebook page and all that. Uh, yeah. I know Jordan put a post up asking about if there's topics or things you want us to touch on. Yeah, we got one topic know. already. I got to be honest for the person who put that topic up there. Thank you. I'm not a parent, so I don't know if I can really <laughs> chime in on that. Yeah, I'm a and, parent, but it would it might be a very negative podcast because yeah, yeah. parenting is very brutal. But I'd be happy to do a parent. Maybe maybe we get some parents on here. Maybe Actually, we no, ask my that, wife to come on. Yeah, oh my gosh! I, I figured that that's what we're not. If if you saw the context, it's it's about um, parents like. I think it was like parents like stepping in and, and, and doing stuff like that. So I think yeah. it's more so for parents of teenagers. Oh, good. Then I don't have to do it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, But I feel like we do need to get some experts on here because I do want to honor our people. So, That's probably so. a good idea. We know plenty of people who have teenagers. Oh, my God. Now, yeah. some of them are just going to be game to tell some stories that we probably shouldn't be telling. Well, we could do like one person who's going to tell every story and then one person who wouldn't. The one And kind of bounce it out. Has like the wisdom. Yes. And then, well, yeah, and it was just like, um, oh, I was like, uh, <laughs> no, nah, but that really wasn't teenagers and stuff. Now, the, the SNL skit that uh, they did for Christmas, yes. it's like a Target commercial or something like that. Yes. Or teaser, yo, I cried mm-hmm. when I saw, okay, yeah, we're really off topic. I'm just going to shut this sucker down. It happens every time. So, yeah, thank you once again for rocking with us, man. Please continue to be inspired. To yes, inspire thank you. That's what the inspired one does. And don't forget, scan in on Facebook, scan in on Insta, uh, and just continue to scan in. And we love you guys and uh, happy new year again. We will talk to you sometime next week. Peace. Bye. again for listening to the latest and greatest episode of eye to eye please don't forget to follow us on fb inspired one enterprises on insta at eye to eye podcast 
That's the letter I underscore the number two underscore the letter I podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Leave those five stars and a generous review because you love us and want us to be great as we do you. Thank you once again for rocking with us. And remember, be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Was that good, Little Bear? Did I do it? Did I do that? Did I like the, the nice white people with the good voices? No? I'm just not going to say nothing. Okay, fine. <sighs> Thank you again, guys. See you next week. <laughs>